0: All of that ass you carryin'.
1: Talking to you, shit. You gotta
0: be shitting me uh. All of that body that you carry. Yeah. But where you meant to leave
1: Oh, right Your eyes
0: are closed know you oh. I'm feeling it But you ain't going oh. here for me Here's what you yeah. paraphrased I just want to focus on them loveless yeah. What's behind them tickle-biddy They say the heart is underneath <laughs> <leaf. laughs> Welcome, everyone, yes, to the Vlad! Friday special. Today, we are talking Anderson Pack, who you heard with his infamous song, Silicon Tender Valley. Titty Meat. No, it's oh, called no, Silicon sorry. Valley. Sorry, it's called Silicon Valley. My <laughs> <laughs> bad.
1: Where did that come from? It's in the song. It's in the song. Is it just in the song, or is it the name I, of you? I mean, you? I generally
0: like Tender Titty Meat. It's my oh, favorite Oh, good kind of God. Meat.
1: And there it is. There's the explicit tender I do on the prefer episode. drumsticks. If we're talking about, like, chicken,
2: then I guess... I I was talking
0: about Gabby's tender titty meat. What were you guys talking
1: about?
2: (laughs) Oh, Maurice titties. Speaking of Gabby, he's not here right now. Who are we joined by? Paul. That's right. I'm Paul. Daniel. And I also prefer the tender titty meat of a chicken. (laughs) I'm Shane. I also like chicken breast. (laughs) I prefer drumming. On them sticks. Yeah. Which is actually true, because Anderson Pack. Really talented drummer. Silicon
0: Valley is about fake breasts. That's why he says tender titty meat.
2: Yeah, I got that.
0: Okay. Well I just wanted Well to... thanks
2: for the explanation there, Rap Genius. Yeah, I, I,
0: I actually wrote that part for Rap Genius. Oh. It's just called Genius now.
2: Oh genius. Oh. Genius. genius. El genius. I mean, so it's, it's obviously it's Friday. Gotta get down to Friday that we're recording that. <laughs> this. So we know it Fridays generally mean that we talk. Music.
1: Musica. And Musica?
2: Anderson pack and Anderson Paak.
1: So we've been
0: following Anderson Pack for a little while. Uh, Anderson Pack released Oxnard, I guess, a couple of weeks ago now. A few weeks. Oxnard. Two or three, yeah. So we wanted to talk about, we're not going to do the deep dive that we've done with Kanye and with Frank. We're just going to talk about uh, some of our favorite uh, our
1: toes in here.
0: parts of Oxnard and then also potentially parts of Venice and Malibu as well. Um, but Anderson Pack, we've actually seen him live. I think the three of us have seen yeah, him live yeah. together. Great That's performer good. live, amazing performer. Oh man, it was such a good show. He's just yeah. announced the tour. Uh, I believe yeah. tickets went on sale last week. So mm-hmm. if you are an Anderson Pack fan and, and you're living in the Toronto area, then he will be playing on his tour. So you should check it out if tickets are still available. Um, yeah. So I Can mean, we
1: make sure we buy our tickets before this podcast
2: gets posted.
0: I actually am not going. What I know.
2: James Blocky. James
0: Blake takes precedent for me.
2: Who's James Blake? That's saved <laughs> for another episode. <laughs> another James Belacke?
0: Um, yeah, okay. So, I mean, let's talk about our initial thoughts on Oxnard. We've all listened to Oxnard, yes? Oh, yeah. Jess. Yes. Um So, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I, so, I have mine, but I would like to hear yours first.
1: Do we... Okay, so do you guys... I think there's two different ways to look at it. Like, there's whether you think it's actually good and where you actually... Do you like it? I think I like it, but I don't know if it's good yet. Mm.
2: Oh, here's my hot take. All right, I'm ready. Go, You guys ready? Please, okay. it's the hottest of takes. Just a second, hold up. Oxnard. Okay, yeah. Is Anderson Park? Uh huh. Trying to realize. Yeah. He is Bruno Mars. Oh! Ah! That Wait, is my hot take on Oxnard. No. In the sense that. You have to
0: contextualize that. Like, that's I not will. All. I
2: need more. Anderson Pac toured with Bruno Mars, right? Bruno Mars was bringing the funk to mainstream on his last album 24 karat gold, all that jazz. Not that's jazz, all carrots. that funk. Um, you have Anderson Pac and the Free Nationals who toured with him. And historically, they've been really good at making like a funk, soulsy kind of rap, hip hop amalgamation uh which has been telling a, a story throughout for me oxnard is anderson pock trying to bring the funk to mainstream because now he has songs like tint uh and, and things of that sort and all his features over time have brought some spotlight to him finally so he's like this is my chance to make an album that will appeal to more people and be more accessible because there's singular tracks instead of that same that same storytelling flow as a Miami or as a as a Venice or Malibu. So this to me is Anderson Pac trying to put out to show like, oh, I can bring the funk to mainstream and be in that same sort of class as a Bruno Mars is the way that I, I view this album. Do I think it's good? I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. Do I think I like it? Yeah I'll listen to it for sure. But it's definitely, for me, no Venice and definitely no Malibu. I'm
1: almost 100% aligned with you. Like, there are those points. Like, there are some tracks here that are that get into some, like, very, like, vintage. Well, that's hard to say vintage. Because he's such a new artist still. But the, you, you do see points where he's being sort of true to the artist he's been on previous albums. But, like, with the release of things like Tints and Who Are You, like, there are definitely some tracks there where it definitely feels like he is trying to... Bubbling. Yeah.
0: Which he's nominated for a Grammy for best rap performance
1: it definitely does feel like he's trying to like broaden his horizons a little bit and with that it feels like he's kind of letting go of like that trademark funkiness that he's like he's he exemplifies so well on his earlier albums and with his collaborations with Nowheres.
0: i think my only my only Mm. gripe with the album really is i enjoyed it so i don't think it's his best album i I think malibu is his best album um it is a little bit more poppy i think shane just to kind of paraphrase what you said it does seem like it's a little bit more commercial centric it's meant to be a, a charting success rather than um maybe an extension of of his direct sound uh i like anderson pack a lot i mean it took me a while to kind of get on and listen to him um but he is very good and he's very good at what he does i Feel like he's maybe just has two very different sides. So he has a song like "Bubbling" where he's pretty much just rapping the whole way through it, and then he's got songs where he doesn't. He kind of does the whole sing-songy thing. So this album, I don't know if it balances it as well as Malibu See, does. I'd say
1: there's probably even another dimension to that where he also has the songs that are largely narrative based, right? Yeah. Um, the ones where he's telling a story, like in, for example, like in "Trippy," where he has Jay Cole, and I, part of that is also you know Jay Cole is a very narrative based like rapper. Yeah. yeah. Um, he rarely has a song where he's not telling you a story yeah. So I'd say there's even another facet to it Where sometimes he's like He's doing that thing where he's singing along to a track And talking in an abstracts And there's those times where he's just rapping along like in bubbling. Yeah. And there's times where he's just you know Telling a story which I think When he's got that funky vibe going And he's telling you a story He's telling you about like this time he got picked up by a girl like I think those are like my favorite stories about him. For
0: I, sure. I think he's. I think he. Uh, Malibu. What Malibu did really, really well, really, really well. That that Oxnard doesn't is that it. um, Tonally, I would say it had more consistency. I think Oxnard is a little bit scattered. Uh, even mm-hmm. listening to the singles, like listening to Bubble and listening to Tints, listening to uh, Who Are You. Um they Yeah, were when you all... go from
1: like Who Are You to hearing Six Summers.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's very jarring. So there's a lot of, it almost feels fragmented. And I don't know if it's true, Shane, you mentioned it on an earlier podcast that you may go back and edit um, or remix or, or, or uh, I guess, revisit some of the tracks and, and potentially remaster them or, 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 or have new parts added or take parts away, whatever that looks like. Um, I mean, that'll be interesting to see if it continues to grow as a project. Yeah, but but... It's
1: like the kind of restructuring we're talking about to make this a cohesive, like a co- like a cohesive message in the album is like
0: no 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 and I'm not saying that that's what's gonna come of it I'm just curious to hear what different versions will be what the, if it does change the dynamic of the album um, not that I think it will but it'd be interesting to see that if he does even go back and edit it I think my uh, my top song on the album that really stood out first listen through it, and then all of the listens that I've had since then with was uh, my brother's keeper with uh, with push T I just mm-hmm. like the production on the song a lot it kind of switches toward the end so it does have that signature. Anderson Pack uh, production uh, to me. Uh, I think Pusha T does a really good job on it. The features on this album are also quite impressive. Having Q-Tip, having J Cole on it. Um, I I love J Cole. I love Q-Tip. I I think Pusha T holds his own. I think Kendrick Lamar on there. I, I'm re- very very happy to have heard yeah. a Kendrick Lamar Anderson Pack uh, collaboration. Just based off the fact that when I first started listening to Anderson Pack, he reminded me a lot of Kendrick Lamar, and he actually does okay. a lot of the time still when he just. There's just nuance in mm-hmm. the way that he enunciates and the way that he raps. Like they have a very SoCal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they are both from the LA area, but there's there's just there's a distinctive South California twang that they have to the way that they rap, which I I'm I'm a sucker for. So I think yeah, I would love to hear more projects between Anderson and Kendrick. But... I would
1: be really disappointed if Tints was the extent of their collaboration. Yeah, agreed. Together, cause agreed. Like Tint, I don't dislike Tints. Tints is a nice song, but you know it's like. I like every now and then when Kendrick Lamar comes out and he does fun rap where, you know, where he's like, he's rapping like he's, he's not, when he's doing just Pimple rapping. And he's not, yeah. When he's not like going out and I ultimately like, these are the things I love about Kendrick Lamar the most is I love, I love the narrative base. I love the the large like the message heavy like hip-hop that he produces like I. but would every never... so often
0: it's still nice to hear him it's step nice out of to his hear element him
1: every now and then it's sort of like you know when you see the avengers hanging out in between fighting like eating Ultron, shawarma which is where they're hanging out eating shawarma i want to see kendrick lamar eat shawarma sometimes but like i would like it to also see him like you know do a do a more serious collaboration like i would i'm still waiting on seeing more collaboration between him and j cole um, I would love to see more collaboration with him and Anderson. Pack.
0: I actually think uh, their their dynamic to me would have been uh, better suited for a song like what was on Lil Wayne's album. I forget the name of it, but uh, Kendrick's on a song with Lil Wayne on on on, on the on the oh, yeah. um... it's so well done. Like I don't I don't take Lil Wayne as kind of a storyteller rapper, but Kendrick on that song is just so. He just does such a good job with his voice to just portray a bunch of different emotions on a track, and he really paints a visual out, and you don't really get that on tense. It's just kind of like a nice, breezy guest verse. It would have been a perfect summer single, but it came out closer to the winter time, so even the timing of that was a little bit strange. I enjoyed the song. I just think that they're, to, you know, to your point, Paul, I think there's better things that could come from that collaboration, and I hope it's not the last one that we hear from them.
2: I think when you look at Anderson .Paak, a couple things, a couple observations. If you look at the album art, even... If you look at venice it's really kind of rough like there it's a you know a collage. it doesn't it's a look collage. as polished it's a collage right yeah. if you look at uh malibu it's a more polished collage but it's still a collage at the end of the day if you look at oxnard it doesn't look like a collage anymore it, it looks, just it looks like out. photoshopped pictures over each other it's almost like that is you know more mainstream right like that's something that's more approachable sellable but i think it's it's almost represented even at that small detail level where i look back at it and it's like the the thing that makes anderson pack so beautiful and so great as an artist and th- something that i love so much about him and it's his eyes yeah and and
0: the frame of his glasses
2: the shape of his chin <laughs> is the fact that when you look at a uh, at a collage it's made up of so many different things when you look at Anderson .Pac and the, his ability it's not his ability to rap that makes him great it's not his ability to rap and sing that makes him great it's ability to rap sing and drum driving the rhythm that makes him so fantastic incredible performer 100% and Anderson .Pac is one of those rare artists where he is way better live than he than he is recorded absolutely
0: he, i wouldn't say way better but i'd say that like he has I could see people being a fan of Anderson Pack's live work and not being a fan of his albums, but I don't think it's like a night and day difference. I just think it he's, he's very good live i i I, I would disagree you with him... you
2: like in the way that I don't I think it's a night and day difference, but the reason that I think it's a night and day difference isn't because his recorded is bad. It's not in a night and day difference like we saw Anderson Pack open for Bryson tiller yeah Bryson tiller live and recorded night and day. Recorded take any day of the week because his live performance wasn't good, wasn't polished, wasn't there. Anderson Paak, night and day, being that he's so much more elevated live and it's a completely different vibe. Like you want someone who can drive an energy and drive a feeling. Look no further than 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 Anderson Paak. Yeah, he has great energy at his shows. He, but he does. He has more than great energy. He has an infectious energy that drives everyone in the crowd to enjoy that yeah, moment yeah. and be in that moment. Yeah,
1: it's such a spectacle. Yeah,
2: exactly. To have
1: this guy, like, because typically you go to a, like a show. Typically, like, sometimes at rock shows you have guys who will be like strumming on guitar while also like the band is going at it. But like for to have someone at the drums. Throwing out all that energy, because again, like it can't be, it can't be understated. Like the drums are one of the like instruments that, if you're playing in a band, the drums are one of the things that requires the most out of you. Like especially in your upper body, the th- sort of thing that would affect and impact your vocals is you having to move your arms around to get that dy- that dynamism when you're going through and hitting like hitting the drums. It doesn't get in the way of his performance. It is his performance. I think the key thing is like. If you saw Anderson, when you see Anderson Pack live, you come back a bigger fan of Anderson Pack because those songs now take on the value of what you saw in that live experience and knowing that, like, there's something more to this.
0: Yeah. And I think I actually, like, for me, seeing his live performance is actually what drove me to listen to him more outside of his live performance, like listening to Malibu and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But. I guess for me, he's very similar to Gary Clark in that oh, in that regard. Oh, yeah. Where oh, Gary God. Clark is, is yes. an incredible performer live, like absolutely phenomenal. His albums are good. I really enjoy "Story of Sunny Boy Slim." I really enjoy uh, "Black and Blue." But there's another there's another level that he hits when he's oh, performing yeah. live Orgasmic because it's not is yeah, the level. it's really good. But he also has live albums, so you you kind of get that element in his music itself. It, it, sorry, in his albums themselves, because he's released two live yeah. albums now. Yeah. Whereas with Anderson, like you, the only way that you can experience the live show is by being at the live show. Yeah. But I also think his his you know Malibu and Venice are also just good standalone records. If you never see Anderson Pack live, you still get a good sense of who he is who as he an is, artist. Yeah. With Gary Clark Jr., I feel like that's actually not the case. I feel like Gary Clark Jr. on record is 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 yeah, not doing the artist hand, justice. Yeah. But I yeah. would
2: agree. I would agree. But I would also say you can listen to Anderson Paak through Malibu and through Venice and not even understand that he's playing the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're missing that whole. So aspect you miss some of, of the them, nuance, yeah. Which is is kind of the same thing as as Gary Clark. Like Gary Clark solos are like Anderson Paak solos, but Anderson Paak is soloing while he's rapping in a certain part of a song that doesn't exist in. And, and I would agree with you. I think Gary Clark live, I I. I think I am lucky enough to have seen him twice live. Like, yeah, I, I could not tell anyone, like, to push them more to go see Gary Clark Jr. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I would have that same idea with Anderson Pac. I think he's that good. I think him live is a di- completely different level. And if you're not seeing Anderson Pac live and you say you're an Anderson Pac fan, I think you're lying to yourself. And it, and I don't mean <coughs> You need to see him every time because we've seen him three or four times. I probably am not going to the show at Rebel, A because I don't like Rebel, B, uh, just a little lazy. But I think if you, you are even if you're not an Anderson Pac fan, you, you should would enjoy see, an Anderson Paak show. You you, yeah. you cannot leave an Anderson Pac show upset or everyone who went to the Bryson Tiller show left saying, I loved going to that Anderson Pac show. He is so powerful, man. He's yes, crazy. Lord. Yeah, yeah. But and then I yeah. Yes load, which is now Yes Load Radio as well on uh on Apple Music. I also don't love the idea of him getting his own like his cartoon face now that is his thing, right? I think it's done now though. I think it was just a prelude to his uh... No, it's it's his thing now.
0: Like but that's this is, I mean, this is something that's gonna happen with any artist like that. Like they're gonna like he's he's at a point now where but... he's elevated as a as a as an as a as a as a brand basically. Anderson mm-hmm. Pack is now He's on the face of Apple Music when Oxnard came out. That was not the case with Malibu. Um, It's very similar to kind of when Kendrick's Damn came out. Like, he wasn't really a poster child when to pimp a butterfly and good kid mad city came out but come damn everybody saw damn everywhere that that font was being used everywhere there was a lot of memes like around the damn font and you know like you know what i mean like that same elevated level of exposure anderson packs now reached that like i don't necessarily love it because it sometimes dilutes the artists themselves but it is nice to hear anderson pack it's nice to hear him on radio kind of you know, playing his favorite tunes and playing the stuff that inspires him to create the music that he does. Yeah, well, but it is it is I get where you're coming from is it's kind of crappy to see him saturated because he was kind of enigmatic when Malibu and Venice came out. You'd be like, oh my God, like he's touring and I hear his albums, but like you don't hear a radio. You're not looking at a lot of interviews with, an- with Anderson Pack. He was on Compton, but he was still like an elusive figure. And now he's everywhere. Like you've basically not stopped hearing about Anderson Pack since he announced Tints. Which is almost two months ago now, right? Yeah.
2: So, he's he's positioned himself in that way, I find. which is smart. I mean, he's yeah, he's a brand, him. right? He's He's, his he's brand. trying to make the money, which he deserves, because he came up, right? His his origins is he was a street drummer, right? Yeah. On the boardwalk, and then he finally made it, got signed by Dre, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, well, I, I mean, I get he had that. a deal before that, but
1: also like you know, time to get out your like music tinfoil hats for conspiracies. But like his big his big break happens with Malibu. And in that time, he gets like huge promotion on like the you know largely Dre influenced Beats Mute like Apple like on Beats One. Mm-hmm. and he gets a lot of like attention there. Shortly after, he signed to a record deal with like Shady Aftermath. Was it Shady Aftermath? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think like, so. Like I just yeah. I don't believe that that turnaround is coincidental. Like I think there I think there was a roadmap building to this point and building to this version of Anderson Pack for a while. So I think like, I don't think any of this is like reactionary, it's changed like, I think this is always what was going to be in the cards. One thing I want to just sort of like quick thought experiment at is just like when we talk about how disjointed the album is, I think honestly if you look at that track list and you start like breaking off the segments, like you start to see like there's common topics there. Like when you go from, when you go like from the start down to like number five, like right before Six Summers, that's talking all about, like, it's talking all about success, affluence, and dealing with, like, his new, like, his his newfound, like, riches and how his life is li- like, lived now. There's points where he talks about, like, the political climate in the U.S. And then he ends it off talking about, like, kind of getting unfamiliar, like, territory for him where he, you know, he talks about relationships. Like, I think... I think parts of this album probably suffer from, like, scope, like you were saying, where it's just he's trying to get... He's trying to touch on more topics, but he's probably at his best when he starts, you know, talking about more raw topics as opposed to getting to the stuff that all of Lava, the rappers end up getting into is just like, well, I'm successful now. Let's talk about that. And Mm -hmm. that's usually the point where like some hip hop artists find themselves getting into like the more weaker narrative territory. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah.
2: Yeah. I would say it was always in his cards. And I, I, if I think about one artist who, like all of Anderson Pock's stuff now, we dot pack Anderson dot pack. I don't know why I say Pock, cause it's Tupac probably, but it's pack. Um, I mean, I find uh, myself it's, doing that too. Yeah. I interchange between the two of them. Yeah, um, Anderson Pock. Well, it's yeah. Okay. Anderson Puck. Oh, okay. Anderson uh, Parkour. Oh.
0: Anderson Parkour. Okay, what are you sanctioning?
2: Every song he releases now is a dance challenge, and that to me says everything. The first thing he tries to do is get it to go viral with a dance challenge. He's flossing. He's, you know, doing all of these dance moves because he's also a really good dancer. But... While drumming. Yeah. Again, to me, he's trying to find his place amongst Bruno Mars, like somewhere between Bruno Mars, uh, Kendrick Lamar... And then being a pop star, like he wants that fame, he wants that glory, he wants that money. But at the same time, he's trying not to lose his artistry. I'm just afraid that it might be a little bit too far gone at this point.
0: I think, I mean, it just sounds like the the music nerdist in you that's like, oh, he's gotten big now. So I'm afraid of him getting diluted and stuff like that. But but yeah. here's the thing. It's,
2: I, yeah, it's for me, it's not.
0: But yeah, but this happens with a lot of different things with you. It's like something gets big and then all of a sudden you're like, "Ah, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's of I... quality anymore." I think I think like I don't think Oxnard is a bad album in any way shape or form. I just think that he's going to become more of a of a of an icon or more of a staple now when he releases a project people are going to know about it, but we should celebrate that in an artist like he's yeah. he's doing a lot of good for himself being able to do you know, he has publicity to be able to to walk in the street now and people recognize Anderson Pack, whereas when Malibu came out, that wasn't the case. You know, so I don't
1: like, even know if it's that. I don't know if the teens are coming for Anderson Pack.
0: I don't think the teens are, but you could you could be a, a music fan walking through the street and you you can't say, you're not going to say that Anderson Pack is a more recognizable face now than he was when Malibu came out?
1: I don't think he's there yet. I think, honestly, I th- I don't think he's... Like I think the music nerds probably see him, but like he's not—I don't think he's at the point right now where like if he's walking on the street, he's not I'm a asking.
0: household face where people would recognize him right away. Like, but, I
1: know Anderson Pack right now, but there's a possibility I could like have a hard time telling you like, noticing him. But is. in
0: the same token, if you if you if he continues to do what he's doing, which is exposing himself and having Pack House Radio and putting himself out there a lot more, then. There is going to be a point where people find him more recognizable, or people are going to gravitate toward him more, or they're going to listen to him more, whatever it might be, right? Like that's something that becomes pretty natural as an art, as an artist just becomes bigger, right? So as long as the quality doesn't get missed, then I don't think Oxnard takes. Yeah. I don't think Oxnard does that. I just think as a project, Oxnard isn't quite as cohesive. Not to say that it's not still, you know, there are underlying topics obviously on the album, but it does feel a little bit more sporadic uh-huh. and a little bit less. Intentionally sequenced, maybe than think some previous I have more out. stuff
1: coming out as far as Packhouse Radio and it goes now because, like, it's been a couple of weeks. Like, the last episode of Packhouse Radio is just Oxnard. Like, I think it was just a lead up. Okay.
2: But I mean, he has his charity in California, which is his face cartoon, like the yeah. Packhouse thing, right? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, Take it as you will. You can listen back to what I said and see if it's just because uh, I'm a, a music nerd hipster who thinks that he's making it big, or if my arguments are supported when you listen to his music. I think we're going to be okay. No, they're not taking our Anderson pack,
0: and I'm not worried. I think ab- Shane felt personally offended that I said the mer- music nerd in you. I think I, th- I don't think it's specifically. I, I mean, we are on
1: a podcast it's, talking about music. The it's music nerd a, in all of us is. Yeah, but it's not out. a
0: specific. I'm, it's not a specific thing to Shane. I just think that like if you have an artist that you enjoy. The natural thing is, like, other people are discovering this thing that I really, really liked, and, like, they can't love him the way that, like, I liked him when Malibu came out. Like, that's a very music nerd kind of way to look at things. I just find a lot of people do that. When you love an artist and then they become, like, bigger or they have a bigger image out there, you lose a more personalized connection with that artist because more people listen to him now. You don't walk into a room and people don't go, "Who are you listening to? Anderson .pack?" but they now hear Anderson .pack and they go, "Oh, you're listening to Anderson .pack." Like I felt that with artists before as well, but it doesn't mean that the quality goes down. I just think that it means that the quality or, or it reaches a wider range of people based on the kind of music that they're making at that point in time. And if we're just talking about Anderson Pack's music, I don't think it's taken a quality hit. I just think Oxnard as a, as a project isn't isn't what it could it's have not been. It's
1: tightly tuned, which is, yeah. which which is so the work whole work with...
2: point that I've tried to make the
1: whole time. I think, I you know, know, and like, I'm, I'm honestly, I honestly agree with you. Like, I think it does try to do a lot of things, but I think part of it is like the reason why it doesn't hit on the point where it seems like a more cohesive project is that like, he can't deny his Anderson pac Anderson Pac-ness. Like he can't. Like he's still too inaccessible. He still gets too. He's
0: kind of obscure and like he's not. I don't know. He's just not. He's not the most marketable guy. Like I feel like he has a lot of nuance to who he is. I mean, right? he
2: gives he, he 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 basically on the album has a skit of getting a blowjob. Yeah. So it's you yeah. still get that side of Anderson Pack. Don't get me wrong. I just my only point is exactly what you said and what you think my point is. So thank you for telling me when you talk about like the beat, described it when well. you talk about like the beach shift in like six summers
1: where he spends like a whole part of it doing like a little bit like of an illusion talking about like this, you know, this this fictional take on the pres on a president's potential love child. Right? It's like it's nonsensical, but it's like this is trademark Anderson and Pack. And that's the sort of thing that makes him, you know, inaccessible. It's the sort of thing that makes him a little, you know, hard for people. Some people who a little may eclectic, have like
0: a little bit strange, a little bit. Yeah, the yeah. kind of
1: person who looks like Drake's hip hop. I like Drake. What's up? What else can I listen to? Anderson Pack. Wait, whoa, this is different.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty jarring if you listen to traditional pop and then you listen to Anderson Pack's take on pop music, right? Yeah,
2: here. and that's where I'm coming from with the Bruno Mars sort of analogy there. That. Bruno Mars is still trying to bring that funk, and I think Anderson Paak's trying to find his place in between the Bruno Mars and... The Free Nationals, I think, are doing fantastic, the backup band for... Can't wait to hear more, because they have that... They got that uh, track out with Daniel, Daniel Caesar. Caesar. Excellent song. Yeah. yeah. Their yeah. album Big is full fan. of great features, so really looking forward to that, unrelated but related to Anderson Paak. It's looking good for those guys
0: uh i guess nothing else is on the way in terms of uh of any new music releases like nothing has come out after
2: i'm Oxnard. sure there's gonna be a bunch of features from the yeah. guys featuring yeah. on everything and yeah. i mean those uh
1: those Anderson, those uh packhouse radio episodes are filled with a lot of really cool curation i de- and like the actual episodes themselves on demand on uh apple music are they're great listens because yeah. he has like a bunch of like i think mac DeMarco djs on the first one and that's a that's a real blast
0: He's an interesting dude. It's uh, even yeah. just the episodes that I've listened to so far. He's he, he's able to hold himself like while well in a conversation, like he's a pretty articulate dude. He's just like, a cool funky. dude. He's a dude. cool funky dude. I like, yeah.
1: I want to hang out with Anderson Pack. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lose the funk.
2: That's my concern. We got the funk.
0: Um. So yeah, I mean, Oxnard. If you had to give it a score out of ten, okay. So let's do top track. Oh shit! From, Are we doing this? Top track from Oxnard. If you had to give it a score out of ten, and then worst track Ooh. on Oxnard.
1: Okay. My top track on Oxnard is going to be Six Summers. Okay. My good, wor- good
0: choice. And my then your overall score?
1: Oh, for the album?
0: Yeah. If you had to score it out of 10, let's say.
1: 7 out of 10.
0: 7 out of 10. Okay, yeah. cool. Shane? So I
2: do my worst track? I'd go, I'd go Who Are You or Brothers Keeper. Uh, favorite track? I love Push. Okay. Um, And I give it, yeah. i stick with Paul. I'd say it's a, it's a 7. Okay. For sure. I think that's a favorite. Solid now. B+. Plus.
0: I'd say Brothers Keeper probably stand out for me, and then the try. I don't escaping me right now. The title, uh, the the song with Q Tip right now. Oh, it's uh, like
1: Cheers, I think.
0: I think it, yeah, I think it's Cheers. Um, but that song was
2: yeah, it's was cheers. a standout.
0: I uh, haven't listened to it as much as I'd like to, but definitely a standout track on there. But Brothers Keeper is definitely the uh, the one that I've gone back to and listened to the most. In terms of worst track, I don't know if there's a track I dislike on the album. There's ones that I definitely haven't like listened to as much, like the one with J Cole. Um, but it's not that I don't like it, or I think it's the worst. I just think it's not. I don't know. I haven't, it does, oh, it's, I really love Trippy. Doesn't have a lot of playability. I like it. Like Trippy. Yeah. It's good.
1: Yeah, I guess we can't really do worst. Like I'd have a hard time picking the worst. Seven, it's
0: hard to pick a worst song on a seven out of ten album, right? For yeah. me, I'd say yeah. I'd say probably about a seven, eight, somewhere in between. Yeah, I would Brothers probably Keeper go seven and a
1: half. Really, Brothers Keeper doesn't really like reach out to me. I don't dislike it, but it's like it's not been. It's not been my like, oh I have to replay this. Like that's been six summers for me.
0: Okay. That's cool. I think it's a good song. I think that's a that's a good
1: So biting.
2: It's I so can see
0: that. I can see why.
1: I like that track.
2: Yeah. I mean Yeah.
0: Okay, so sevens, and yeah. then I go I'll go seven and a half just to check a little guys, bit. Guys, we had
1: triple sevens. Yay. You know what you guys won? A slice. Another great <laughs> week. Of the slice podcast, uh, I mean so it,
2: it's been a slice talking to you guys about it. I feel next
0: like. week we're gonna you're just gonna dilute the 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 dilute, catchphrase dilute, now. Dilute, dilute, uh, oversaturate. Don't
2: be a don't be a catchphrase nerd and say that just because I'm taking it, it's not cool anymore, man. Well, I mean, honestly, that, I, I think it's been happening. a slice. Yeah, I feel like it's been a slice.
0: Change just gravitates to things that other people really like. <laughs> And then he uses them because he's just like, I did it, I did it. And that's Shane's whole limo. I <laughs> kinda, did it,
2: I did it. Um, he's
1: kind of like those teens out there ruining Anderson Pack for the rest of us. Yeah, 100%. It's the music All those here Malibu teams.
0: Oh, um, just, next week, we'll be talking about some of our other favorite things in 2018. We won't talk about what those... These are eight,
1: a few of my favorite things.
0: Basically, yeah. Rain so prepare for a pretty... Uh,
1: and whiskers prepare for a pretty
0: ...random podcast filled with a lot of Possibly dead silences while we think about what our favorite moments of 2018 It'll are. Be but a, a great we'll be back time. on Monday. Uh, we'll it's be been back a slice. on Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday of next week. Check us out on social media at the Slice TO across all social media platforms. And as
2: always, it's been a slice. It's been a slice. Uh, yeah.